Good morning, everybody. Shavua Tov. I feel both excitement and trepidation as we begin Yeshayahu. Yeshayahu is an enormous book of Tanakh. It is the largest one we will have had so far, 66 chapters, but not only in terms of length, also in terms of content and style. It is going to be something new altogether. It is prophecy, prophetic language, which in the Tanakh is deeply poetical. It is going to be not the objective narrator, or at least the removed third person narrator that we have had in the Tanakh until now. It is going to be almost altogether first person, the prophecies, the visions, the messages, the critiques of the prophet Yishayahu ben Amotz, Isaiah, as he sees the land of Israel. There are, is much to say about the makeup of these 66 chapters. There are some who claim, many who claim that this is a single book, but for a long time there have always been those who have claimed, at least since the Middle Ages, that in fact the book of Yishayahu is made up of numerous, uh, or at least two, different prophets who have been combined together. The first one being the first 40 chapters going and prophesying a hundred years or so, somewhat more perhaps, before the destruction of the first temple. The second one from chapter 40 onwards being in exile in Babel 120 years later after 586, and some who claim also that there is a third Isaiah towards the end of giving prophecies upon the return to the land after the end of the exile in Babel. Be that as it may, these are certainly questions which we are going to come to. I don't want to get tripped up on them at the start, even though they are going to be very important. Let's experience something of the Navi Yishayahu. We're going to get a sense both of how time-specific Navua is. It is a critique addressed to a certain moment and a certain time, but also of how extremely timeless Yishayahu is. Here we read, Chazon Yishayahu ben Amotz. Asher Chaza al Yehuda. This was his vision over Yehuda v'Yerushalayim. We're told of the four kings during which he prophesied a long career: Uziyahu, Yotam, Achaz, Chizkiyahu. We will come to all of these people, but we will leave that to the side for now and enjoy the prophecy itself. Shimu Shamayim. Give ear, O heavens, v'ha'azina aretz, eretz, listen, O land, ki Hashem dibel, God has spoken. Banim gidalti, I raised children, v'romamti, I brought them up, v'hem pashuvi, they have sp- sp- spurned me. Yadashol konehu, an ox knows its owner. V'chamor, a vusbalav, and a donkey respects the one who is in charge of it. Yisrael lo yada, but Israel do not know. Ami lo hitbonen, my people do not concern themselves with their relationship with me. These are the opening lines. Israel abandoning its obligations, seeing itself outside of the relationship. 
Already from this moment, we can see that this is a different nature to the Tanakh, to the Bible, until now. What I want to introduce at this starting point is something which will serve not just as a good introduction to Yeshayahu, but also as an introduction to this form of Nevoah as well. Let's introduce the following idea. When one opens up the newspaper, if you have a subscription, there are sort of two different parts of a newspaper. There is the reportage, the retelling of events that have happened in the world today, recording this Sunday morning, US Special Forces in Syria have knocked out a very senior ISIS commander. Those are normally at the front of the newspaper. Towards the middle of the newspaper, there is not the reporting of the events, but rather the interpretation of the events, what is called the opinion pieces. What is Nevoah? What is it that Isaiah is telling us? Is he telling us what has happened in the news? Or is he telling us what we should think about the news? Let's read a few verses. Al-Tzachem Shmama, verse 6. Your land is desolate. Arechem Sirufot Esh, your cities have been burned by fire. Admatchem Lenegdachem, Zarim Ochlim. The land in front of you is being devoured by strangers. Ushmama Kamahapachat Zerim. It has become desolate. The daughter of Zion is like a sukkah left in a vineyard. Only the most fragile of dwellings is left. If God had not just left us one remnant, we would be like Sodom and Amorah. This seems to be reportage. This seems to be telling the news of what has happened. This commentary is placed as being during Sancheriv's great sweep down from the north, the destruction of the northern kingdom, the taking of Lachish, the arrival at Yerushalayim. We might remember this story from not very long ago, chapters 18 and 19 and 20 of Malachim Bet, where Yishayahu himself appeared, where the northern kingdom has been destroyed and the Assyrian army is camped outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is spared. God has spared us a remnant. Without it, we would have been like Sodom and Amorah. This is what Yeshayahu seems to be describing. But we move now away from the commentary to the actual interpretation. Hashem Sodom. Listen to this, O officers of Sodom, he addresses Israel. O people of Amora, who we have become like, listen to the Torah of God. Why would I want all of your many sacrifices? Savati Olot Elim, I've had enough of your offerings. He carries on. When you come to see me, perhaps at the festivals, I have no interest in this. Don't bring me these empty offerings. My soul hates your Rosh Chodesh and your festival offerings. Rather, what should you do? 
Rachatsu, wash your hands. Hizaku hasiru ro'ah me'olalechem. Remove the evil from before you. Mineged einai from in front of my eyes. Limdu heitev. Learn to do good. Dirshu mishpat, seek justice. Shaftu yatom. Have concern, judge the orphan favorably. Rivu almana, take the side of the widow. This beautiful poetic language is not the reporting of the events, it is the interpretation of the events. Why has this terrible catastrophe come upon Israel? It's not because of the might of the Assyrian army. It's not because Israel and Yehuda have terrible politicians. It is because of the immorality burning at the center of it as the weak are oppressed whilst the religious groups or religious impulse says we are doing fine as we offer up our sacrifices. This, says Yeshayahu, is what is the problem. In our first chapter, we are put in to the year 701. We are given the description of the events that have occurred, the destruction of the northern kingdom and the Assyrian army outside Jerusalem. And we are also given the prophet's tikkun, his reading of what needs to change. This can serve as a model for almost every future piece of Nubu'ah we will see, distinguishing and understanding the relationship between the events that have taken place and the prophet's interpretation of those events. Wishing everybody a wonderful day.